Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, 6am on your 22nd of July 2022. Welcome to Friday. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope the week has treated you well enough, although the reality is for a lot of people this weather has been, well, pretty hard to bear. So, look, I hope you've got to Friday and you can have a cold one tonight and maybe just relax a little bit, Um, although the clean-up will be happening around the country. There is plenty going on in the sporting world, and I do have... The main man, Tony Kemp, here next to me. Louis Herman what? we don't have Israel Dag this morning, Kempe, but we got a big show. You fired up for Friday? 100%. Friday, mate. It's Friday. I love it. I love a Friday because <laughs> get a sleep in tomorrow. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good start to the weekend. Um, mate, and you're right about the sport. There's so much going on at the moment all around the world. You know, the Barbars got named yesterday. With a coaching um, team, and yeah. mate, that was really like, woo, okay. Yeah, they beat, beat the All Blacks to the punch. Yeah, um, they, they NZR have. looking looking to hear about something about that today. The boxing last night, Paul Fatihuda. I was, I said to the boy, I said to you and his yes, I'm sure there's a. You know, I remember someone talking that he used to be a Golden Gloves when he was younger. So um, him getting the points decision on Carlos. One for the leagueies, eh? Well, mate, Kenny Laban, I saw his, he had a little slip. You know, Kenny's in the know. And he had a little um, punt on it, didn't he? And he had Paul Fatiura into Honey. Had a, had a Good, di- had solid a, multi. Had a little bit of a dig on it too. And I'm like, yeah, mate, he ain't going to, I know Kenny, he ain't going to part with that money that easily. So he knew something was up there. And, um, yeah, it looks like Dino had a good night there. Got uh, I, sent my, I sent my mate Tammy Davis a... Uh, Little text last night, you know, said, mate, if you're going to beat Jay Reeves, you're going to have to do you know, a couple of little things. Never heard back, mate. He was in the zone. I'm expecting a text from him today. I'll, I'll be giving him a text too. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Tammy came up short uh, of Jay and obviously the, the main event. Um, and the, the two young, or the two Kiwi pros as well, they both got their uh, wins. Although I don't think necessarily, uh, maybe. 
I guess when, when the Kevin Mialamu situation happened, the little the sting came out of the event, I felt. So that's just really unfortunate in general. But um, congratulations to everybody that was involved with it. What a great cause it was for I Am Hope, Mike King and his foundation, Mental Health Foundation. Um, so excellent. Uh, for us today, Kempi, well, you made point of the barbarians. We'll circle back to that in a bit. We're going to chat to Sammy Spratt, who's heading down to New Plymouth. She's getting on the plane, going for a plane trip, which is... Um, there must be a ride or two that she's pretty keen on to be doing that. Spratty heading down to Openaki Cup Day tomorrow. And Inoki Afiaki. Now, this is an interesting one. He was, uh, well, kind of like a, I guess, a one of those late or 90s rugby stalwarts icons into the 2000s. Played for Tonga, played for the Hurricanes, played for Wellington. And then he kind of went off around the world and played in Europe and in Japan um, for Raikou and and. He's actually running for the Wellington City Council mm. in the local body elections that are coming up. Um, and he's got a really interesting story around his citizenship. So it's, he's been in New Zealand since he was a, well, a baby, really. Um, his, his parents from of Tongan descent brought their family over, and they're all very high-achieving people, the Afiakis. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear about his, his battle to get citizenship and now what he's trying to do in the upcoming elections and, and what he wants to achieve. And, yeah, many people will remember the big lock from uh, the 90s and early 2000s. He was a, he was a hell of a player. He's a good player, yeah. Oh, there's... Mate, in that, that era, wasn't there? There's a ton of them. And, uh, no, he comes from a very prestigious family. Uh, you know, I actually um, worked with his brother in Wellington um, when I was coming through for Ranwick, uh, Tokyo Afiaki, um, back in the day, and good mates with his other older brother, Kahu, uh, the Baron, they call him. His nickname, he's actually was a player agent. He used to manage Kevin Iro back, back, way back in the early 90s. So, um, yeah, that family, mate, they've got, they got huge inroads into all sorts of sports and... Looking forward to that conversation today. Yeah, so that's up after 8 o'clock. And then obviously at the Friday tip, we'll have our Choices Flooring poll. Uh, we have Kez, who's back today after a, a long time away. So, I'm sure Joe said he wasn't coming back. Yo, Kez. The Darts Champion is here. Where you at? The Darts Champion is home, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. I've done my stint. Is this your walkout song? Is it it is you've done your indeed. Time. Hey, do you feel like when you go to the run home, do you feel like it's like in the longest yard where you get put in that sand, that box? Well, yeah, I, I compare it to like just going down to the G League for a little bit. No, I'm completely <laughs> Leave it alone. Tony Kemp paid me 50 bucks to say that before we get that clip or anything. Oh, I'll just let you know. I've got the red to prove it. it. Got the, I think you forget that I do the clips here, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll wipe that one from the logger and from history as well. But now, nah, boys, all seriousness, love to be home. So uh, thanks for uh, welcoming me back with open arms, bringing me back off the bench. Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah, good to have you there, uh, Kez. Um, Joey, you've been doing a good job in the last wee while. Uh, Joe, actually chuck your mic on there, Joseph. Uh, you're off to Wellington, so we, 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 we spoke about the haircut and how you'd resurrected the haircut. Do you want to share what you're doing with us this weekend, mate? Because people, you know, going back to when we launched the show, people have a real vested interest in you, Joe. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, I'm going down to Wellington to see a girl I've been talking to for a few months. Yeah, it's, boy. It's, it's, it's a, it's yeah, a, you even like her Instagram pictures at oh, 5 o'clock in the morning, don't you? I gave Kimmy my phone to show a photo <laughs> of her on Instagram, and he liked the photo. And then, and then he unliked it, and then he re-liked it, and then I panicked and unliked it and re-liked it. She's going to think I'm a psycho. <laughs> well, 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, she probably does. But this is like going back two years. Like, yo, we, we told each other we like each other two years ago. Didn't you have a girlfriend two years ago? No, no, she had a boyfriend. And then, <laughs> and then, and then one year ago, I had a girlfriend and I told her I still liked her. And now we're both single. So just to confirm for those yeah. playing along at home. The girl, the girl that left you at the end of last year that you were very emotional about, is she also in Wellington? And is this yes. a different person? It's a different person, so I'm just hoping I don't run into her. Because <laughs> she's going to be angry if I if I go down She'll there. She'll have you. She'll say, you never had a haircut that good when you dated me. <laughs> Mate, you look swish too. I like, I like it how you put a bit of self-care into yourself before going down to Wellington. I hope, they, hope it's not too windy down there. Blows that little crop over. Kippy, do you remember what you said to Joe when he broke up with his girlfriend? You came on the show. You were on the phone. We were talking some rugby league, and I think Just Ask Me must have been racing. Uh, no, it was in the summer. We, and we got you on the phone. It was bad as and me. And do you remember what you said, the advi- no, piece man, of advice you gave him? What did I say? What did I, say? <laughs> I think it was something along the lines of, Joe, do you remember it? Yeah, it is. Uh, he said, what do you do, young fella? You get your week's wages. You go down to Barker's. You buy a nice suit. And then you head out to Ponsonby and you stay there till the lights go off. You stay in long room until the lights go off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and dance to, and dance like no one's watching, AJ. That's right, yeah, yeah. And dance like no one's watching. Yes, I do remember saying that. I am actually wearing a suit down to Wellington on nice. Saturday because nice. we're going to like a ball party thing. So I'm, it, I think it's destiny. Just oh, um, yeah. swap, do. swap out uh, long room for Al Horno <laughs> and... Um, Drink sangria, not too much. Don't vomit on your new suit, Joe. Yeah. Just try and hold it together a little bit. I will. I know. This this girl is special. I'm not going to mess it up. <laughs> so special, you Kimpy's liking her Instagram photos. She's special. <laughs> You're special, Joe. All right. Thank you, boys. All right, Kimpy, a little bit of humour to start the uh, Friday. Um, Well, speaking of humour, and I I think New Zealand rugby fans would like this to have been a joke, a bit of a parody. Um, This morning, woke up to the news that overnight the Barbarians, Barbarians FC, we know Barbarians, famous rugby club, the black and white, some entertaining football they've played throughout the years, the kind of assortment that's a charity at the end of the day. The Barbarian Sox are oh, very famous. They've announced their new coaching staff for one a one-off game against the All Blacks 15, which coincidentally is on the same day that the All Blacks are playing Scotland at Murrayfield. But they're playing an All Blacks 15, which is the next tier, so like second tier All Blacks players, kind of like an All Blacks B, are playing the Barbarians in November. And the coaching staff is Scott Robertson and Ronan O'Gara. So there you go. You've heard it here first, maybe, or you saw it on the internet last night. Scott Robertson, that's pretty much, for me, a line in the sand. Did we just find out that he's not going to be coaching the All Blacks before the next World Cup? That's, well, yeah, I think so. Or they've got the All Black coaching group together and they're just waiting to see what happens on this next uh, this next battle of rugby, whether or not they get through it or not, and make those changes. Because, mate, for me, I think if Scotty Robinson gets a job, he um, he has Ronan in that in that coaching setup. So we get a, we get a, a snapshot at it. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story about Barbarians. I played league for 14 years as a pro, and I wanted to play a game of rugby. So I came back to Auckland when I first came back. And the Warriors coach, Posty Innes, phones me up and says, "Want a game of rugby?" And I, and I went, "Yeah, man, for sure." He says, oh, I've got the Barbarians. And, 
<laughs> like I don't ever watch Barbarians on TV, so I'm thinking Auckland Barbarians. So decent team, you know. And, um, I didn't really know. I just thought I was just a bunch of blokes he was putting together. Apparently I was the first blokey phone because he knew I wouldn't say no. So I go, I go along. It's at, over in, in Takapuna, the, the, the um, North Coat rugby field's a good ground, you know, and I'm... I walk in and I'm just thinking, oh, I went straight from training, I just carried my boots and I didn't have a bag or anything like that, I just carried my boots and went, oh yeah, just going out. He said, oh, we're playing this Japanese touring team. And I didn't know much about then, like they'd bring all these Japanese touring teams down. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, it's just like a training run, you know, just go for a quick game of rugby and da-da-da. Anyway, this old guy walks in, you know, and he, he starts giving this barbarian speech. <laughs> we're chucking a jersey on. And it's like a real... You know what the barbarians stand for? Because I said to Posty, hey, if I'm playing, I'm playing fullback and no one's tackling me. <laughs> if they come anywhere near me, I'm kicking the ball out. So I don't want to get tackled, but you know, just put me at fullback. He goes, yes, sweet, fullback. So he goes, do you know what barbarians... This guy comes in, he goes, you know what barbarians football's about? We don't kick the ball out, all right? We hold it in hand. We just play rugby. And, and I'm sitting there going... Calm down, mate. <laughs> but I'm looking around. The captain starts screaming at the players. And Ian Jones and all those guys are all in their posty and all them. And I'm looking at them. Posty starts winking at me. And I just start laughing. I leaned over to him. I said, oh, if that's the case, second 5-8, give, give me the board. I'll do, oh, mate. And I had an absolute ball going out there and playing for it. Razzle-dazzle football? Mate, oh, yeah. Like this, this poor Japanese second 5-8. Okay, so I'm 108 kilos, Oof. and this Japanese second five eight. How, how old are you at this stage? In your early thirties. I was 30, 34. Oh, I was yeah. 34, and um, this young Japanese second five eight come out, mate. <laughs> number twelve on my back. I just, I can see the fear in his eyes, you know, like, and I just, I being, I loved the banter, and I just looked over at him, and I was just started pointing at him like, me and you, me and you, all day. All day. <laughs> so, it was Bots was five eight. I was saying, Bots, just give me the ball, give me the ball. And I no stepping, just running straight. At, mate, this guy just wouldn't stop tackling me all day. Yeah, was, right. And he and I'd get up and go, I'm coming again, coming again. He'll go, Bots, give it to me. Here he is, like this. And go, this this guy at the end of the end of the game. He had like these bumps on his head. <laughs> I was giving him a cuddle. He's like, he was four foot four, you know. Um, but, oh, mate, I had a ball. I had a ball, barbarians. But I played a few games for them actually. Um, after that, and and barbarians football. I'll tell you what, it, it is. It's fantastic. Glenn Osborne was playing. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and what the Barbarians did at the end of it is that they coached. So they went up and they, like, uh, Carmo took a line-out coaching session. I think Frano did some kicking, you know. It was like a – it was a really cool setup, um, And it was, like, what Barbarians all stood for. Yeah, right? it's the spirit of the game. It's like that old saying. It's like the, the Barbarians are kind of like just a – they are just a vessel in which the purest form of rugby is played and to kind of keep the, that spirit and, and what it's all about moving forward. And then there's the charity attached to it. And that's why you get these people that want to be involved, like uh, league players, for example, or Scott Robertson and, and Ronan O'Gara. Andy Ellis has played a lot for them. Um, you know, one of, the best I, one of the best I played with was Walter Little. We'll get oh. Walter on the show, but I'd watched Walter for years, and I co- and I ended up coaching with him when I lost my job at the Warriors. I went to Glenfield and I coached with Walter. We took him to the final that year. Um, a lot of people don't know that, um, and but I played with Walter. We'd like played in tens together, and I you know I played inside him, and I mate he would run these lines, and I was like honestly I was like 
still coach, still coaching. I'm going, man, I'd sign you tomorrow. Like yeah. he was like not a big guy, nah. but his lines and his foot speed were just something else. And the the deft touch of hand, you know, like so technical, eh? Oh, and I, I I remember just hitting him with a couple of short balls, and he would take off off his inside his outside foot and come back on the on people's inside shoulders, and I go, mate, you can't coach that, you know. No wonder you're an All Black. He was so, he was so good, um, but yeah, he's been probably one of the one of the best I I sort of had my had the opportunity to play with in that back end of their careers, you know. So. Um, Mate, yeah, Des, I remember. <laughs> I, I guess I got my got my chance to play rugby, and um, I thought, like, I just wanted to say, I thought it was meant to be a bit of fun, but mm. barbarian football serious. Yeah, razzle dazzle, no balling, no kicking, ball in hand. Let's run it. Or the little set piece players that they run are the trick players. And do you know what Scott Robertson is just designed for it? He is going to have, the, you know, it's going to be so hard for All Blacks fans to watch because he's going to be running the innovation that he'll be able to use and the, the way he'll be able to express himself with the uh, Barbarians. It's got him written all over it. So if you're just tuning in, yeah, Scott Roberts and Ronan Hogara are going to be coaching the Barbarian side against an All Blacks 15 at the end of year, which pretty much says what we were all suspecting. Ian Foster will be staying on as All Blacks coach. I expect that to be confirmed probably later today uh, or over the weekend. What happens under him? Don't know. We can debate it and we can discuss it throughout the morning. Uh, it's 20 minutes past six o'clock and Tim says, Joey, 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 best advice for you is to keep your mouth shut and don't share your love life on the wireless. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit rough, Tim. You know, he's, he's just a young man trying to put himself out there, you know. You never know what sort of uh, young woman in her early 20s is listening to AM radio at this time of the morning that might think, oh, he sounds like an absolute catch. And, yeah, there is a good article on stuff about the uh, All Black setup. And, as I say, we look, we expect to learn a little bit more later on this morning. If you want to come through on 0800 150 811, I'd uh, love you to do that. We're here. We've got plenty to talk about. We want tips for New Plymouth. I'm going down to the, the coast does anybody have any mail for me to take down with me? Uh, do you want to talk Warriors with Kempi? They look like they might be able to get a bounce back against Canberra this week for Stace. How good would that be? Do you want to talk the All Blacks situation? After 7 o'clock, we're going to open the phone lines completely and we want to get some talk back going, so we might just save that a little bit. But there's plenty going on in the world of sport this morning, 22nd of July, 2022. Here with Kemper's Warehouse, great savings every day. Isn't Kempi for breakfast? S-E-N-Z. Listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, 26 minutes past six this morning. Yes, Kempe's just uh, alerted me to a text that's come from the Tampa Bay Post text machine uh, from Richie Moreno, lads. Want to brag a little. Good down the punt yesterday. I put $10 on the Broncos to win 13 plus $6. But biggest win was at Addington Dogs, race six, no grizzles. Got it at $101 and $3.80, put $3 each way on it. That's a good day, Richie. That's a real good day. Thanks for the tip. How did you get? How did it get to a hundred and one to win at three eighty to a place on? I assume that's the tote, Richie. That's incredible, mate. Well done. Uh, fantastic. All right, can't wait. Question of the day. I've had this come through. It's actually a fan nomination. Um, Lucas has texted and asked if we could do this one. So I, you ask and I will deliver. Can't wait. Question of the day.
If Kimpy was going to do the fight for life next year, <laughs> who would he fight? Because apparently there's been some discussion that Beaver is the one that that Beaver would be a good fight for Kimpy, and that that's that's what Liam Messam apparently allegedly threw out that, <laughs> that, that Beaver and Kimpy should get me getting in the ring. Or maybe it was Ricardo. I'm just hearing rumours. <laughs> So double I eight, hit, I couldn't hit BB's too nice. Double eight, double three. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kenard's phone line. Who would who would Kimpy uh, be? It would be the perfect fight for life for Kimpy. I'll start us off. Brian from Christchurch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brian. Oh, my mate Brian. Jeez. Yeah. He's got. He's got a. He's got a prickle in his foot. <laughs> it's called Tony Kemp. Every yeah. time. He, every time he takes a step, it just. It's like it goes ouch. I think for charity, that'd be great. Who do you, who, who would you uh, like to fight, Kimpy? Who, oh, gee, oh, mate, I don't really. Um, yeah, I'd like to fight Rocky Turner from England, the guy that kneed me in the back. <laughs> wow, remember that story? The yeah, Rocky I do Turner? actually. Going back a long time. Yeah, yeah I, I won't ever let that one go. Um, but you know, for charity, Kimpy, like Daniel Anderson. <laughs> I was waiting for people to come through with that. <laughs> I thought that would be the first text to come through. Uh, yeah, no, look, I'm, look, I, I, I don't dislike Ando. I just um, it would be good TV. It'd be great TV. Yeah, Ando, Ando would never jump in a ring with me. No, one hundred percent. But yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see what the people people out there have to say. Sean Johnson. <laughs> double eight, double three. Who, who? No, look, I love Shawnee. I love Shawnee. It's just, you know. Maybe Kayla. Well, Kayla, yeah, she'll give me a hiding. She will. She, she, she's, she, she's, yeah, I wouldn't last. No, she's. She's too fit. No, she is fit and she's got, she's got reach as well. I'd be terrible, mate. I'd be like, I remember, I remember watching um, a few of those Fight for Life's and, and, you know, I don't like to laugh about it, but you'd, you know, don't know how hard it is when to, when you when you actually box and fight. And you go hell for leather, and then after like thirty seconds, you got nothing left. Completely gassed, your legs yeah. are wobbling. And, you, and then the guys that can box and they just pick you off and give you hiding. I'd be the one that was gassed after thirty seconds, and just next minute the old head's getting hit back. And Beaver, he, honestly, Beaver, oh, he looks like he's got a big engine. Here's a great one: Battle of the Mohawks, Kimpy and Mark Robinson. <laughs> Yeah. And I assume that's, by the way, just before Romo comes and bangs on the glass, I assume we're talking about Mark Robinson's Warriors only. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. the CEO of New Zealand Rugby. He would probably like that. He would probably like that. He looks like he's been in the ring a few times. He does. Uh, what about Sumo and uh, Mark Robinson, CEO of New Zealand Rugby? That's a good one. I, I don't Stevenson. know if anyone's read that article that Sumo wrote, but, man, a, a nice piece of poetry from, from Sumo, the way that he's put that together. He's one of the one of the better writers... Um, so when you when you when you read an article, so he's a wordsmith, isn't he? He's very good. He used to work for a mate of mine, Paul McNamara, in a in a marketing company. It was when the first time I met Sumo before he went to telly. Yeah, right. He was just uh, he was in that marketing game, so mate, he knows how to put words together. Hundred percent. And he um, look, he's so there you go, Kimpy and Mark Robertson, and then maybe Sumo and the other Mark Robertson. Maybe it could be two on two. Um, yeah, just, just warming up my shoulders. Just, ah. Oh. Somebody's text here and said um, Kimpy and Joe from the kitchen. Well, that wouldn't go good. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon we should put that on? Do you reckon we should put that well, t- tackle running it straight? We actually have footage of um, the the rat trap when we when we 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 set the rat trap up. We set the rat trap up and um, whew, yeah, gruesome. Twenty nine away from 
seven this morning. Double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Who should Kempi fight in next year's Fight for Life? And yes, Dean, you can take that as an expression of interest. <laughs> Come through. Here's that with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. So what you want? I want bourbon. SENZ, 27 minutes away from seven. That'll be you tonight at our Sharks. Ah, yeah, we're trying to... um, I never, never try to avoid the great man. What am I thinking? (laughs) Hopefully we cross paths with the, uh, the shake of the coast. Now, there's some great messages coming through on here. Maybe, no, you wouldn't get in the ring with Al. Uh, who should Kempi fight in next year's Fight for Life? That's what we're asking on double eight, double three. Here's the uh, little piece of audio from Liam Messam talking about who should be fight, and you, your name was dragged into this. Stephen Donald versus another good league. And Michael Luck, maybe. Oh, no, yeah. Lucky as fit as anything yeah, at the moment, too. Yeah, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so Might maybe even not. Have to go older. <laughs> Like a Kempi. Kempi's on the show. Kempi. Kempi versus Beef. Kempi versus Kempi. Oh, mate, let's set it up. Let's, let's set it up. up. Let's make it happen, mate. Let's make it. Someone older. Someone Warren older. Fit. Someone older wide fit. Someone you can beat. <laughs> Stop being a bully, Beaver. Well, that was Liam Messimo, and he had a, a very nice win last night. That takes his professional record to 4-0. Uh, Ken says Kempi could take on Justin Marshall. Oh, well, no contest. Yeah. A bit of no comment from me there. Obviously, Marshy does a great job for this network, but um, yeah, look. He's a typical halfback. We can't ignore can it. Getting stuck into <laughs> Kiriwani. Hey, look, out of that whole thing, Kempi, I could not believe that the All Blacks were out on the piss. No. no well... What a bad look. Well, I could believe it, but I just think it's ridiculous. It is. It's a, And what do they think that people don't carry their mobile phones around when someone oh. starts yelling at each other? Like, do they think? Do they think? <laughs> they couldn't get any worse. What a nightmare. Like it, it goes from bad to worse when that came out yesterday. I'm thinking, oh, mate, just resign. Mate, just, just, just resign. Start again. Izzy won't mind us saying this because obviously he's... Um, he's not here today, but we spoke about it off air yesterday. And I said, oh, would you have gone out? And he said, nah. Oh, not even. I wouldn't have gone out. Because all you're going to do is you're putting yourself in a place where you're just going to get heckled. You're just going to get people getting stuck into it. Why would you want to be in that environment? You've just had one of the worst losses in the All Blacks history. Yeah, and there should have been like there should have been a better decision made by management in and around that and kept them in-house um, if they wanted a beer is to you know, maybe bring bring their families in and keep them in the house for the night and let them enjoy it in a safe environment. To go out in that public domain, and worse, the worst part of it is to fight with old boys, not a good look. Terrible. And, um, you know... It's no not... matter what Marshy said. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter if, if, if it was something that Marshy said, like, grow up. Like, it's it's what you're, you're in these days, you know. You've got ex-sports people who, who have opinions, who get paid to have opinions, and... and they they say things because they've been there and done that before, but don't go pick, you know picking fights with each other at 
what what whatever which is our it is because it's a bad look. Actually, do you know what? I might compile the week from hell. I'll try and jot it down on the notepad the week that the All Blacks have had because there has been it's been like a melodrama. Seriously, it has. Um, there's some good text messages here. I think half of New Zealand would like <laughs> Kempi to fight Mark Robinson. Either one. Yeah, it's probably split down the middle. Guys, we're, the all one the one we're on right now is the uh, Barbarians coach <laughs> Razor Ray to vote. Fight Fozzy Bear just like their coaching abilities would be a first round knockout to raise a rate. Well, probably would be Dean, but that's because he's about twice the size of him and he's, well, probably close to, I don't want to know, I don't want to guess how old Ian Foster is, probably 15 years younger, you'd assume. Um, one of the keyboard warriors that love a comment against Uncle on SCNZ social pages, but I never seem to, they never <laughs> seem to grow in to call in, crack him, Matua. Oh, uh, yeah. My, 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 they're my fans, the ones I love them. Hey, Kez, what do you reckon, Kez? You reckon there'll be one of them out there that wants to have a crack? Bo, I reckon we could find six good opponents in a week fair. <laughs> Give me, yeah, let me talk to my people and you talk to yours. We'll vet them. Let's yeah. get it going. We'll, we'll set them up. We'll find someone equally of equal age and fitness, uh, Liam. And then somebody says Valerie Adams. Oh, Well, that wouldn't be fair. I love Val too. You know, she trained with us at the Warriors for years. I would never get in a ring with her because I've actually stood next to her. She's a giant, mate. Yeah, she's massive. She's a giant. You know, I watched, I watched the ESPYs last night, and they did a they gave the award to, um, like the humanity award to um, Klitsch, Klitschko, not the not the second one. Yes, the mayor of you. Um, the mayor of Ukraine, mate. Um, if you haven't watched that, get, get on YouTube. And, I can't think of the name of the city. And and Kiev. Google the ESPYs. It's the sports awards in the okay. states, and it talks about. This um, Arthur Ashe Award that they give for humani- like humanity um, and just what he's done for the Ukraine. I was watching it, mate. I, I had a tear in my eye just thinking, man, here's a guy who doesn't need to do anything for the rest of his life and he's decided to take on um, this massive job in the Ukraine and Kiev for his, for his local people and walk around and just try and get through this war over the Ukraine. And... When you put it into context of him being you know, world champ for so many years and in the boxing reign and all the money that he's earned, he's actually put that all aside. Yeah, you know? and so, hey, well, Usyk, Usyk had done the same thing. He's the current champ, and he said, I'll forfeit the next fight if I have to to fight for my country. I mean, those, the, the passion and the patriocy that you see. It's un- it was unbelievable. Like I was, you know, I was just thinking, man, that's him and his brother. His brother was on his shoulder, obviously. Um, and, yeah, I, just, I was looking at it going... Man, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get that sort of think of it as a reality for us. But you know, for them to to see what they're going through and to what he's done, I just again, I tip my hat, man. That's probably for me um, during this year. That's probably the biggest thing a sports person that I know of has ever done um, in in the last twelve months. Yep, completely agree. Hundred percent. Um, and I think it's a really good point. Hey, loveracing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Let's just tackle it very quickly here. Looking at a little bit of market updates for New Plymouth. So the markets came up for the other runners on the cards outside the Openaki Cup. And there was a couple that we were waiting to see what odds we were going to get. One was Cherry Rose, drawn wide for Al Sharrick. I just thought its last run was huge. Drawn wide again, so you're getting $6.230. I'll have an each way, more so on the place on that just because of the barrier. In the last, Alan Sharrick said Aracena is uh, probably his chance of the day. Well, 
this is an interesting market because it opened at five fifty. It's into five dollars now. But the horse that's taking all the money is Cork, which won on the wet track super well last start. The complacent mare for um, Pam Gerard and Mike Moroni, four dollars into three thirty. The only thing about that is that it's also in race five. Now it doesn't have a jockey booked for either race. So I don't know what the bully is, and I don't know. And Cork's been backed in the Openaki Cup as well. So I don't know what's going on there. I can't really help you at this stage. Maybe we have to do some digging and try and work out what is going on. Well, I can help you. Take it out of that one because you ain't winning that. Just ask me is what I don't know. Yeah, well, and do you know what? I'd probably <laughs> rather it run in the last race as well because if it comes out, Aracena is going to be absolutely smacked by deductions and I've already had a decent bet. So mm. uh, I wouldn't necessarily like that. And if it stays in, maybe Aracena goes uh, well on the tote. Right now, Just Ask Me has suffered a little bit of a drift. It's out to 8.50, 2.80, very backable. Darcy LaBella, touch 2.50, it's at 2.70 now. And I think is um, firm favourite, obviously, for obvious reasons. Mount Vento, 14s, went into 9s. Money has also come at times for times ticking. Helena Baby, Ray Stevens is on a bit of a drift. Uh, Ocelet is on a drift. And at the top of the book... Spring tides come out, but I did see that it was taking a bit of money yesterday. So there you go. There's your market update there on the Open Aki Cup. We'll talk about it throughout the morning. Don't worry, racing fans. 0800-150-811. Quizzy Dag is up after this with Willem and Trav. We want to get someone to the Gold Coast 500. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. Oh, I expect to hear about ACDC. Down country in the uh, Naki this weekend, heading down there for the Openaki Cup. If you're in the region, you want to catch up for a beer, get in touch. More than happy to uh, go to a pub tonight. How awful would that be? Right. Crowded house. Let's dock van holiday. <laughs> dock, dock holiday. Dock van holiday. That's a, that's a nice one. Alan like that. Dock holiday. Yep, dock van Prague. Right. Quizzy dag time. No Izzy, so it's me, which means you're not getting an easy ride, I know. Although Kempi's still here, so you probably will. All right, let's <laughs> kick it off with uh, Mark in Tauranga. How are you doing, Mark? Morning, boys. How are you? Morning. Yeah, good. Hey, um, by the way, I took that bottle of Vavaso to an Italian BYO. Archie's in the corner in Newmarket there with a couple of wood-fried pizzas. Just, oh, Mark, well done. Anyway. Pretty good drop, eh? Oh, it's yeah. As all the lads have now said, it is it is divine. Rightio, here we go. Who you'll you'll love this? Who will Razor join in coaching the Barbarians against the All Blacks fifteen in November? As a as a co-coach. Yeah, so him and a old sparring partner of his is coaching the Barbarians this year. Oh, mate, boys, I haven't been listening. I, I have no idea. You got a clue, Kimpy? Ryan. Ryan Crotty. <laughs> oh, and you know what? That's that's not even your fault there, Mark. No, it's not, but I like where your head's at. Simon, who you got? Is it Ronan Ron O'Gara? Yeah, bing. Bingo. All right. Who beat the Silver Ferns in the 2018 Commonwealth Games bronze medal match? This is question number two. Um, they didn't medal. What's that? They didn't medal. Uh, I might grab a clue if I could. Get up, stand up, mm. stand up for your rights. Oh, is South Africa? And again, I kind of see where you've gone there, Simon. Um, but no, it wasn't. Zaid, you'll know. 
Um, was it Jamaica? Mm. You see where Simon's gone there, you know, racial inequality. You, you don't want me to make it too easy. No, that's right. All right, Zayda, how, um, many, how many wins have the Broncos now picked up this season? This season? Yeah. Can I have a, is there a clue for that? Or well, no? You don't like rugby league, Zayda? Walter Little. Yeah, I do. I was just wondering, is there a clue for it? Walter Little. Walter Little. Hold on, let's see. Walter Little. 13? Ooh. Hard luck there, Zade. Brenton, you're in Auckland. You're a leaguey, you'll know. Yeah, brother. There was uh, 12 after they were last night. On the money, as always. Which event will Sam Dick compete in at the Com Games? This time around, this is question number four for you, Brenton. Ah, uh, I don't know. Can I phone a friend, brother? Oh, okay. Um, yep, likes playing with rings. Name is, is gymnastics. Something like that. Uh, you know the. I hope so. Hang the Oh, yeah, mind out of the gutter there, Louis. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, right. Uh, final question here, Brenton. My, my mind's out of the gutter, right? All right, here we go, Brenton. This is it. For the money shot, $50 TAB bonus bet for you as well. How many Olympic medals did Bruce and Barbara Kendall win collectively? No clue. Oh, okay. Oh, Olympic medals, mate. Five. Olympic, okay. I'm going to go eight. Oh, not quite. Tony, you're in Auckland. How many medals did Bruce and Barbara Kendall win collectively? Uh, bye, my friend. Louis just, gave, Louis just gave you the clue. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I wish. Gee whiz, how's good's Anton's timing be? He's been on a run this week. Anton, what you got? Oh, man, what did the first two say? We had a 10 and an 8. Incorrect, incorrect. Uh, no clues to reckon. The clue was 5, 4, 3. What? Oh. <laughs> uh, let's split the middle and go... Ah, seven. No, Tim, <laughs> you've got 20 seconds. Tim, what's the answer? Five. Five. Four. Three. Three. Well done, Tim. Uh, you got on the draw for the 18th time, and you can have a little $50 TV bonus bet to get you on your way into your weekend. Quizzy Dag done. Thanks to Willem and Travel. Somebody's going to the Gold Coast 500. Seven. Six. <laughs> Away from seven. <laughs> 0800-150-811. I want you to give the show a call right now because after the news, we are opening the lines to talk all things we All Blacks. It's been a week from hell for the All Blacks, and I want to hear from you, the All Blacks fans, the lifeblood of rugby in this country. Sam Kane looks like he might be losing his job as captain later today. It looks like Ian Foster will be retained. Scott Robertson is now coaching the Barbarians against the All Blacks. And what will happen with his assistant coaches? Foster's, that is. What would you be doing right now? What would you be thinking right now if you were Mark Robinson? Ahead of a day at New Zealand Rugby headquarters where they need to act, change is coming. They can't keep hiding from it. 
0800 The Kennard Tire phone line and I need you. You are the yardstick for rugby in this country. Come through. Off to find him at Cafe Coffee. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Aotearoa. to win a Tesla Model 3 when you buy LiPo sachets at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. past 7am on the 22nd of July 2022. Morena, welcome in to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It's Louie and Kempi this morning. And uh, here's one for you. The weather has been atrocious up and down the country. Flights are still in disarray around the country. So to end school holidays, I'm thinking of everyone who's travelling and that's having a bit of strife. Lots of people want to be seeing their family this weekend. And uh, I know it's going to be tough for lots of you out there. So look, Head up, and if your place has been decimated by the rain and the water and the riverbanks have burst, well, I really do feel for you. Not much more I can say. I grew up on a place that used to flood all the time in Leithfield Beach, and it's um, awful when you, yeah, the water starts coming through the floorboards. So chin up around the country. Hopefully we can talk some sport and cheer you up this morning. Kempi, great to be here with you. A couple of nice texts coming in for you this morning about people who they want to see you fight next year. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Kempi versus Nathan Brown. This from Richie. He's good. To increase his win percentage. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, now nah, Brownie get a hiding. Easy. Uh, I couldn't believe some AB, ABs went out as well. Sh- shows what they think of their hierarchy. That's from Lee. Mm. Uh, Louis going to talk a little bit more about that. And here's one here from JD. JD, I'll tell you what, I know, I know plenty of good places down there, mate, but there is one. Cruising to Fitzroy. All right, JD, you know where Fitzroy is? You t- go over the Wailakaia Bridge, turn right. Head down there, you go down there about half a K on your right, there's a, lo- a fish and chip shop called Lobster Pot, and right next to it is a bakery, that is where you'll get your best pie in, in New Plymouth, alright? Right behind it is a cafe too, you get really good coffee. So that's Al Sharrick's Bakery, they do good pies. JD says he's going down to the Openucky Cup, we're going as well, Clado, Sticko and myself. Uh, JD, come say g'day to us on course and we'll chuck you the cans on right, 0800 150 It's been the week from hell for New Zealand rugby, and for the supporters, Baz put the spin on it yesterday, and he's so right. At least we care, and I know we get accused as New Zealand rugby fans or rugby fans in this country of being negative. Well, that's one way to look at it. I think if you looked at it positively, it's actually completely different. Give me a call. Listen to what I'm about to say, and give me a call. Let's talk and let's debrief the week that we've had in rugby. It is quite incredible when you paint it out. S-E-N-Z. All right, let's go back, Kempi. Let's try and put together a little timeline here. 
And double eight double three, the Temper Bed Post text machine. But please, actually, the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 Help us out because we're going to miss things. I've just in the news there tried to scribble up a little timeline of events. And I would have missed things. But I can't really remember a week more tumultuous in my lifetime uh, for New Zealand rugby and for the All Blacks brand. They lost in historic and terrible fashion. That was a week ago. It feels like a month ago. The, the, the way that Andy Farrell outclassed, outcoached, outmentored, outinspired, and then the players out-executed the All Blacks, I mean, a week on, you, have you got your jaw off the ground yet, Kempi? No, no, I haven't. And I'm still waiting for some answers. That's uh, like everyone else in the in the country, just waiting for some answers. And you know, I think some very, very um, good questions are being asked. You know, what's going on? You know, you, you're so – if it wasn't the World Cup – um, heading our way, I don't think it'd be so intense. But at the moment, it looks like, again, the door's been shut and no one wants to talk. And look, I'm not going to give you the context because you've all been here, you've all known about it. We've been talking about this for two years now. Uh, I mean, we lost to Argentina for the first time. So after this win, after this win by Ireland in the weekend, which was nothing short of miraculous and just amazing the way that they le- levelled up to play, Ian Foster in the post-match he mentioned to us that we probably didn't understand how good Ireland was, which I didn't like. I didn't take that comment kindly, but I understood what he was trying to say, that the rest of the world has caught up. But I think that he didn't need to say that we probably didn't need know that because I think we do know that. We understand that the rest of the world is at an echelon now that the All Blacks haven't kept up to. So the next day when CEO of New Zealand Rugby, Mark Robinson, does a pretty unprecedented step of releasing a statement and in his words says that the performance has been unacceptable, I think personally I I thought, yeah, cool, that's awesome. I love that we're getting on the front foot here. Unfortunately at that stage I hadn't realised that the press conference had been cancelled, which you usually traditionally get a press conference to wrap up a series on a Sunday. Um, You'd expect Ian Foster, potentially Sam Kane, to be made available. At this stage, there was a bit of murkiness about why that press conference had been cancelled. Jeff Wilson even went on TV and actually said that there wasn't even meant to be a press conference. That was found out to be not true. There was always going to be a press conference. But what came from that was rumours that Ian Foster was going to be sacked. Because why would you cancel it? You'd usually just front and say... um, you know, fighting words like, this isn't good enough. I understand that we're not doing good enough. But when you take it away, you leave the public in a place where you think that your mind goes to a place where you draw conclusions that, oh, here we go. The wheels are in motion here. And when you when you paired that with the unacceptable statement that Mark Robinson made, it really did make sense until we got one of the more bizarre social media posts that I've seen on LinkedIn of all places not Instagram or Snapchat for all you millennials. <laughs> LinkedIn. You use LinkedIn, Kempi? Oh, very rarely. I've got a LinkedIn page, but you know, I look at it LinkedIn once Pro? a fortnight maybe. Are you on the premium LinkedIn? No, not a chance. <laughs> well, Jo Malcolm probably is because she's prolific on it. Uh, she's the contractor that was tasked with looking after the All Blacks media and I've dealt with Joe for a number of years and she's always been very helpful to be honest I think she's pretty decent at her job and well I've never had an issue with her and I still haven't really although she took responsibility for cancelling the press conference in her own words she said my bad the reason she gave was that she thought that the media was being unfair to Ian Foster and Sam Kane by asking them about their performance and what they thought that their uh, place and their job security was especially Ian Foster so she took it on herself to say that we weren't going to do it so that happened it is bizarre and I don't know I haven't asked Joe, but I think in reflection she might 
if she had her time again, I, she might change some of the wording. I don't know. I'm speaking for her there, so I don't know that. But look, that's what happened. There was another social media post later on in the week from another me- member of the uh, All Blacks media team, which was also quite strange. But anyway, by the by, let's carry on the timeline. Silence. This is a part of the week where we had silence, Kempi. It got into about Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And we thought that there was going to be a squad for the rugby championship named on Wednesday. We didn't get that. Uh, we asked Mark Robinson if he wanted to come on the show and just let us know where we were at. There was no planned media at that stage. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I haven't checked my emails in the last 15 minutes. There's still no planned media. But we are getting leaks now. And this is what happens when you don't communicate. Leaks starting to appear that there will be a squad name today and that Ian Foster will be retaining his job. But that wasn't it. The silence also led to, well, I guess, <laughs> criticism. More criticism, ironically. Columns were written, penned. Um, people was talkback calls were taken, fielded, where the rugby public felt very disappointed. Then you get this... Um, this video released of an all-black great, one of our greatest halfbacks, and he's the man that commentates, like him or hate him, loathe him, whatever. Justin Marshall is, he is one of our finer rugby brains, I think. He watches more rugby than a lot of people. And having a verbal altercation with Akira Yuani and the All Blacks on the Saturday night, a video emerging of that, Kimpy, when you saw that, could you believe what you were watching? No, I couldn't. And, I'd, you know, it's not a good look when you've got old boys and, and, the, and the current crop having arguments you know, I can't talk about it because it wasn't there, or, or what it was about. Um, but it's not a really, it's not really that good a look, is it? When you you lose a series, you go straight out that night, and then you end up having an in-house fight, and um, and that breaks after everything that you've just said has happened. You know, so someone's kept it up their sleeve, and thought, oh well, no, this is a really good time to break it and, and add fire, you know, petrol to the fire. So, um, you know, some really interesting comments that you've made there, like some of them. You know, Joe, when she's come out and said, you know, I made the decision that the coach and, and that don't have a press conference. Well, where's your CEO? Shouldn't that be run past your CEO? Well, you tend to think that she probably did run it past him, did she? Um, we don't know. And but you, don't, you see, there's so many unknown parts to this um, conversation that I, you, you, I'm listening to you once again and I'm going, there's a definite divide between what's happening at front office and what's happening on the team bus. And I want to I want to touch on that, Kempe. I don't think, and I don't want to speak on behalf of you, I need you to call me 0800-150-811 to let me know what you think. But I don't think any of us are actually necessarily blaming the team. Their performance wasn't good enough. We know that. But this this whole cluster that this week has become, it's got nothing to do with Ian Foster. I guarantee you Fozzie would have gone up there and faced the media. He's done it hundreds of times before. He's had bad losses before. This might be worse than them, but he would have done it. Sam Kane has he's got he oozes humility. The guy is a he's a super bloke. He knows he's under pressure. He would have got up there and fronted. The players I'm not blaming the players for any of this. But what I will say that the players probably need to take more responsibility on, and I think you agree, is on Saturday night, do not engage with a former All Black, even if he is being lippy. Who cares? I don't know what the scenario was. I don't personally think you should have been out because I, I think you're doing the jersey a disservice after your performance you've put in then to go out. And I understand they have lives and they're allowed to blow off steam, but I think there's always a time and a place. And they've been caught up now where this has come back on the players and it's unfortunate. And the nail in the coffin this morning, if you're waking up, well, we got a little bit of breaking news. Um, Ding, ding, ding. Scott Robertson has signed. He is going to be head coach of the Barbarians in a game against the All Blacks. 
So so that means Fozzie's still got the job, and <laughs> you, it's it's all it's all playing out in the back rooms without anyone talking. And you're dead right, you know. Like the the the, the worst thing about this is that you know if you don't know, the All Blacks just don't go out and have a beer in and amongst the public um, arena. They normally get ushered out into a private space. But even worse, even worse um, for this whole scenario is that they have security like full-time security that follow them around everywhere and they've allowed this to happen. That's that's the question. If I was, you know, um, part of the management, I'd be saying, well, where were you? How come you, how come you didn't stop this before it was escalated? How come it's Caleb Clark settling it down when we're paying you to look out for the players? So there's a, a heap of um, areas that are really contentious at the moment and I just think there's a disconnect somewhere, like a massive disconnect. And until... I guess they sort that out. Maybe they're sorting that out at the moment. That's why it's taken so long, Louis. Um, but the disconnect is now playing out in the public arena. You're right, Kempe. And look, the performance on the field wasn't acceptable. Mark Robertson addressed that. Will he then address that the performance off the field has been equally as poor this week? Will he send out a tweet and a statement saying that my staff have enacted and we are actually well, not... What's the, where's the accountability? Where's the accountability? And you know what the biggest word is here? And it's so ironic because that's what all these well-paid people are, are labelled. Where is the communication? You know, you've got, you've got. We want to be more accessible, mate. I sat there in the room when you did your four-hour presentation to every media outlet in New Zealand, and you said we want to be more accessible, transparent, transparent. And here we Honest. are. We're we're Friday, the week after the Irish Test, and we got nothing. We're guessing, and media is speculating that Ian Foster keeps his job. It looks like he certainly does now. Scott Robertson will be coaching the Barbarians. He's not going to coach the All Blacks. We painted this out earlier in the week. What happens to the assistants? Well, now we speculate. What happens to Sam Kane? Media is now saying he's lost his job. The speculation is unfair. What it's unf- about Sam Kane? How f- I feel like, for is him. Everyone thinking about what about Sam Kane? You know, like. Well, there's more than one article out about Sam Kane that started coming out last night that he's lost the, the, the captaincy to Sam Whitelock. I think, personally, I think it's a really good idea that Sam Whitelock is named captain. And as he said the same thing, let's take the pressure off the bloke. Yeah, yeah. but what about Sam Kane? Stop the speculation. It'll be, you know, it'll be hurting the, hurting the poor kid. S-E-N-Z. So here's the timeline. And I don't, I don't dredge this up just to make anyone feel bad or to, again, I can't believe I have to qualify this. I'm not dredging any of this up to make anyone at New Zealand Rugby feel bad about themselves. This isn't personal. This is my observation of the way it's played out this week. 0800 150 Where to from here? Uh, why isn't Scott Robertson coaching the All Blacks 15 on the end of year tour? Surely NZR would have signed him up to do that when they announced the tour before the Ireland tour. Did they offer him that role and did he turn it down to coach the Barbars? Richie, <laughs> great question. Brilliant question, Richie, and I don't know. Um, can you guys comment? Is intellectual rugby capital retained at Super Rugby and provincial level? For example, the Crusaders haven't conceded a line-out drive for ages. Why doesn't Sam Whitelock bring that intel to the All Blacks to use, or are they just not well-drilled enough from Pete? Pete, uh, this is a question, Kempe, you probably can answer. When players come from club level to international level, do they get to bring the parts of the game plan in, or is it on the coach and you just look to your new coach and there can be a completely different way to play and you leave that, you park that at the door? Well, it was a little bit different in my day because, you know, our coaches, Frankie was a really good um, manager. A lot of other coaches weren't coaching out of the, the NRL, which was what we were coming out. So we were all bringing game plans to the table, especially the senior players saying this is the style that we think will beat the teams that we're up against. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think in the modern day, it's it's really that the coaches have a plan, and I'll and I'll and I'll qualify that by saying um, this: that Izzy and a number of, of very good um, people that can analyse a game have said that this pod rugby that they've been playing has been caught up and surpassed. Mm-hmm. You know, and what we haven't seen is that innovation, such as what Andy Farrell brought down here with the rush defence and the way that he played at speed over the advantage line to score those wonderful tries and and take that um, that I guess the attack to the All Blacks. We haven't seen that here at the All Black side, so I don't think you've got players coming in at this level around Fozzie and his team and saying, "Well, this is what we want to do." Um, you do have your senior groups that sometimes, if you put them together, like. In most senior groups at rugby league level, you've got your spine, and when a coach is saying, this is what I want you to, to deliver, they do have input into saying, well, we think that this might work um, if we do it this way. But at, at the all-black level, mate, I reckon you come in and you adopt their system and you just try and deliver it. That's one of the biggest, I reckon that's one of the biggest issues, and that's what people are saying. They just they don't seem to be gelling with what's being told. Uh, what they've been told to do. And Izzy's not here, but Kempi, I would completely agree. My my inference would be completely what you've painted the picture. I think new regime, you've got the... Ian Foster is meant to be the best coach in New Zealand. Let's be honest, you've got the best job in the world. So I think you park it at the door. Great. Some messages here on double eight double three, but 0800 We're two here for New Zealand rugby. Talk to us about this. How are you feeling? Where are your emotions at? Chris says ODT reckons... Kane has gone as captain, Callum Grace is in, De Groot is in, yeah, I read that as well, Chris, and uh, other media have picked that up. Boys, it's clear cut. The crew steering the All Black ship has been leading them into a shipwreck. It's all coming out. Started when they let AIG be a billboard on our sacred jersey. Now, Ultrad, it shows that business and money has been the focus for getting our grassroots and community from Troy. Interesting perspective, Troy. Lads, the most telling press conferences are the ones that never happen. It's from Cameron, and, oh, geez, it's generated some content this week, hasn't it, Cameron? Gig reckons that Razor will never be coached because NZR don't like him. And Daniel sends her a very pithy message I'll get to on the other side of this. So will Kempi be off the back fence? It's 21 minutes past seven, here with the Kemmer's Warehouse. Great savings every day. I want you to ring the show, and I want you to talk to us about how you're feeling. As a New Zealand rugby fan this week, when you've heard that timeline of events, where does it leave you? Back after this. <laughs> 26 minutes past 7 o'clock this morning, 0800 150 11. That's the Kennard's higher phone line. And Bruce is in Christchurch and into the show. How you doing, Bruce? Yeah, mate. Always good on a Friday. Um, what a week of turmoil it's been, or two weeks of turmoil. To be honest, most of us rugby fans are almost um, <laughs> had, had enough of it, to be honest. But look, there's, there's three points. Um, what a difference. The first match that our boys uh, played some rugby, quite a lot of rugby, and the Irish team weren't quite ready. The second match, there was a very poor rest decision, which made a hell of a big uh, turning point in the match. That red card hadn't happened. There may well have been a different result. In the third game, there was another couple of decisions by another ref. And the game would have been quite different, I believe. But when you when you have a loss, you've got to you certainly have to ear to yourself. You've got to review, and you've got to be clean and honest with your fans and everybody, your supporters. If you don't get a chance, then people talk, and this is what happens. And and conspiracies happen, and it just gets depression sets in. So, but also you start doubting your leaders and doubting your coaches. 
if you can't do that. And that's sort of what's happening. Um, and you don't you don't end up all playing for the right reason or for the right person. So they certainly have to sort it out. Yeah, I completely agree, Bruce. I think you've... you've... Uh, look, I hear what you're saying about the on-field part of it, and uh, look, off the field there is a lot of doubt that's set in, and I think that, that vacancy of accountability probably has been leading to that. Thank you for your call, mate, and if anyone wants to come through on the back of Bruce, 0800 150 taking your calls right now. The back fence with Tony Kent. Yeah, well, we're going to tackle to the right here and we're going to talk a little bit about cycling because yesterday High Performance New Zealand had just announced a 10-point action plan for cycling here in Aotearoa. This comes after the highly critical 104 pages. Yes, that's right, 104 pages here in report. The 10-point action plan, however, is primarily focused on improving athlete welfare in the wake of Olivia Podmore's passing. Yeah, very sad. But here's the thing. The 10-point action plan is really about moving on and furthermore, no heads have rolled. We've spoken to some cycling people who've said maybe that's what should have happened. How bad do the outcomes of a dysfunctional board have to be? Let's not forget that an apology from the chair of Cycling New Zealand came many months too late. It feels like there is no accountability. It, gets, it makes me wonder, would, it, would this happen in any other corporate environment and how can we guarantee mistakes won't re- be repeated when the seats remain the same. High Performance New Zealand, this is simply not good enough. With such a damning report, 104 pages, how do these board members keep their seats? In fact, history tells us that despite these failures, they will move on to other sporting boards. Heaven help us. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Kempi, you've been hot on it for a long time, and this in particular will just, would have disappointed a lot of people. Um, I'm probably not one to necessarily... I know you've, you've sat through this a lot, and your, your tolerance is um, definitely thinned more so than mine. I am probably willing to give it a little bit longer and just see what actual... So the action, I love action plans, but they need to prove it. Like what Bruce Sharrick said about their track conditions, when they set out those action plans, they said, well, then come back to me come back to me and see if I'm ticking the stuff off. They need to now prove it. I understand what you're saying is a little bit different because it's people, it's personnel that's frustrating you, right? Yeah, it, it is. And it's a it's a analogy of the patients running the asylum. You know what I mean? There they needed to be accountability. They needed to, they needed, heads needed to roll. And High Performance New Zealand, once again, has swept it under the carpet with a review and by putting certain judges and so-called high high calibre people in seats to oversee things, it's simply not good enough. I'll give you this, I'll give you this as a as an analogy. All right. Actually this is true. What happens when this is what happens when people that get positions in sporting organisations get on the merry go round and they're not very good at it. So they get given a really good reference, okay, from that sporting organisation that they're at, who want to get rid of them. They actually want to get rid of them, but they go we need, to, we need you to move on. We're going to write you a really good reference. What happens with that reference is it goes to the next sporting organisation says, he's our man. He's our, wom- he's our woman. He's our man. And they employ them. And they pick up the problem. And it's the sporting organisations and high-performance New Zealand know this. They need to stop it. They need to stop it now. I bet you there are so many people in different industries saying, this happens to me too, Kempe. is a real problem, isn't it? Uh, well, well found. 29 away from eight. Choices for in poll after Araha the News for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand.
26 away from 8 o'clock. Uh, Semi Spratt, one of our favourite jockeys, not far away for our Waikato Racing Stud Up, a stud racing update for a Friday. But Kempi, we're talking all things rugby union. We're actually talking accountability this morning. It's a little bit of a theme of the show. Richie wants to know if the All Blacks should be accountable for the weather around the country. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? But we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. If- we can make them accountable. We can't get, we can't get anything to them, or get anything from them. Daniel wants to know double eight, double three. So when did Cam George and Mark Robinson, that one, take over New Zealand rugby? Surely they're the only management that could get it so wrong. Daniel, you're being pithy, and it's a tongue-in-cheek comment. But to be honest, Kempi, it's a good reminder how hard it is to run sports teams well. And you know, Cam and Mark, the other Mark, have been taking heat all year. I wonder if they're looking at this and going, see, it's not that easy. No, I'll tell you what, it's not what, not what I signed up for. The best text I've had this week that I've read is the one, what do you think you signed up for? Like, it's your job. If you don't want to talk to the media, then go and find another job. You know, you're in the highest, I guess, respected seat in this country and you have to face the media, whether you win or lose, like front up. So if you, if, if you, want, if you want that position, I, I guess this is going to be... Um, a big uh, piece of criteria in the future get them to sit down and and do a, an interview with you and with a real good media person um, hounding them hounding them about a loss to see how they handle it yeah well look again Ian Foster didn't even get the chance to go up there DeGroote playing for Southland today so is he in the All Black squad hey Ken that is what the bully on the street is they reckon that Ethan DeGroote and Cullen Grace are red-hot chances to go to South Africa. Sam Kane might not be your captain, and Ian Foster will be retained, but we don't know that for sure. Uh, good on Justin. He was only doing what a couple of million of us have been wanting to do on our TV screens the last three weeks. That's from Cookie getting into Akira. Wow, Cookie, passionate. And uh, look, Robbo has to go. He's turned the situation into a three-ring circus. Instead of showing leadership, he is hiding and leaving people guessing. That's an unnamed texter, and that's where my choices for in polls going today, Kempi. See your floor change in an instant with room view. Head to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast in the SENZ app. Have your choice. Vote in our poll. And here is the poll. What's the part of the week that's disappointed you the most regarding the All Blacks? Was it the on-field loss itself, the performance? Was it the fact that the presser got kiboshed on Sunday? Was it the Akira Justin Marshall ugly scene on Saturday night that then has come out subsequently? Or was it the radio silence that we still are getting and we don't have clarity, certainty, the lack of transparency? So what is it that's pissed you off the most this week? Is it the on-field loss? Is it the lack of press conference? Is it the Akira Marshall situation? Or is it the radio silence? Kempi? I've got to go, I go for number one because I think number two, number three, number four all fall, fall out of the back of the loss. You know what I mean? So you have an on-field loss, everyone's disappointed. Press don't get to talk about it. Akira gets angry and talks to Justin Marshall about it. And we've heard nothing on the radio since. So 
for me, I can't say any of the other three because the first one is their on-field loss. It's been a set of dominoes and it's been quite re- uh, remarkable watching them all falling this week. 0800-150-811. Come through on the Kenatsai phone line if you want to have your say in the Choices Flooring poll today or go to the SENZ app, check out all our podcasts. It's been a big week. We'll get into the Friday tipple and reflect on it in the next hour. We'll also chat... A very interesting and heartwarming story of, uh, well, look, one of the one of the more iconic uh, rugby players from the 90s, Enoki Afiaki, and what he's up to in local government at the moment. But after this, it'll be Sammy Spratt with our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Izzy having a spell today in his very soaked paddock down there by the Waimakadiri River. Uh, where are you around the country and how are you doing? Let us know on, on Weather Watch 8833 how bad have you been hit and um, any, any areas in particular that need a shout out and need a little bit of support in these tough weathery times. Didn't we go through all of this with John Mitchell? He wasn't a media man either. No, John. But he was taking us on a journey. And his son has turned out to be a great black cap. So I feel like John Mitchell's stock's really bounced back in recent times, Kimpy. Well, he's made a career out of it, isn't he? Like, a, you know, he'd be, um, he'd be quite happy with how his career's panned out over the last 20, I think it's 22 years. John Mitchell used to come in and spend quite a lot of time with me and Daniel, um, as did Wayne Smith. Um, Wayne Smith got some very good kicking techniques from... Uh, from us back in those days and implemented into the All Black side, and you know, this, I don't think you, I don't think you, you measure this against the past. You've got to keep it current. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, here's an unnamed texture that's come through. Hey boys, Akira versus Marshy is a perfect example of what's wrong with the All Blacks. Big historic loss, and Akira is out pissing up with other players trying to fight a former All Black great. What happened to no dickheads policies? Use the language. He's a clown, and he never would have happened with Kevin Mialamu in the team. He's a fringe all black at best, and Marshy probably told him some home truths. Well, I don't know. We don't know what's happened, but your point about why they are, I think, is an interesting one and probably quite a good one. All right, let's get stuck in for a Friday. Izzy and Gimby are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Yeah, another year, more champions bred down there in the Matamata pastures, and uh, we're off to the races, and so is Sammy Spratt, who's getting on a plane to go to the Opanaki Cup, and she's on the line now. Hey, Sam. G'day, how are you? Well, I should say good morning. <laughs> we're good. We're, we're, you doing a bit of track work? Chilly this? morning. Where, where are you? Where, what are weather and track conditions where you are, Sam? What are you up to? Uh, they're pretty moist underfoot, that's for sure, and a bit chilly, but um, no, the sun's out. The guns are out, and it's a beautiful day. It's nice down <laughs> there, I know the eh? guns are out. I'm wearing a big puffer jacket. But... Is, there, is there much wind down there, Sam? Where are you, Sammy? No, oh, no, sorry. I'm, I'm only in Pukekohe. I'm not too far. Haven't, haven't adventured too far yet. So what's um, what's what's putting you on the plane to head down to the Opanaki Cup meeting? You're doing a bit of travel. You're back. You're with uh, you're getting some nice rides at the moment, Sam. But you're doing a bit more travel. Or you're kind of getting climbing back in. Is this a second wind? Yeah, yeah, no, like I, not really. I was either there or Rotorua, 
and I rode her was a long way to drive as well and it would be wet and yeah, just had a few obviously crystallised and that was going to the Opanaki Cup and yeah, so just opted to go that way. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the old travelling to be fair. Um, yeah, it's quite a mish to get down there but hey, it'll all be a bit of fun. Hey, so, let's yeah. actually, you're probably the perfect person to ask because, uh, you know, we can talk a bit of racing if you want a little bit later, but at the jockey life, it's a, it's a very interesting life. And some of these young jockeys, they go, you know, they'll be riding at Riverton and then they'll be riding at Awapuni and then they'll be riding at Ruakaka. And then back in the day, you would have done a fair bit of travel yourself when you're establishing yourself. But the travel aspect of it, like how many flights do jockeys miss and how much pressure is there on timelines? Yeah, it's not too bad. Like, um, yeah, you can, as I said, yeah, if you want to. I mean, you can ride God, pretty much all but every day of the week if you really wanted to. Um, and, yeah, and I guess you do when you're sort of starting out a bit younger. Um, but, yeah, I'm just sort of not a huge fan of um, fan of the old travelling. Um, so, but, yeah, like at the same time sort of will uh, to an extent. And, and sort of mainly, the, I guess, the sort of bigger meetings, you'll sort of travel down to them. Um, but even then, I'm sort of like, Unless I've got a chance, a horse that's really a decent chance in the race, I sort of don't see the point in travelling all the way down there just to ride in in, a, in the race or in a you know in a big race. I might as well just ride at a local meeting. So um, yeah, I sort of yeah do a little bit. Yeah, well, you are but, the, um, the most yeah. winning Group One woman jockey in the world, Sam. Oh, so you know. Thank, oh, thank you. So what thank do you, you like yeah. about what do you like about <laughs> Crystallise, Sam? What do you think he's got a chance? Oh, I just think. I just think it's been going some quite nice races. Um, I, you know, I just think he'll be right. It doesn't mind the mud. The only thing is it's going to probably be pretty sticky down there. And I don't know. When he's won, it's been on heavy tracks at, say, Turapa and places like that that haven't been true deep heavy. Um, so whether or not it's going to find that a little bit hard work. Um, can't really tell. I haven't sort of ridden the horse. But, um, hey, it's got decent, decent enough, um, you know, wet track form. And I just think, yeah, I thought its last run was actually not too bad. Had to it did a lot of work down the back, then sort of ended up back on the inside where it was not such good a track. And I think it just locked up a little bit. 1,400 metres, I think, is more its go. Um, and, yeah, I just think it's sort of, you know, it was decent enough ride to go down there for, that's for sure. And had a couple of Graham Thomases as well that had going to be nice rides. They're good mudders. So, um, thought, yeah. Might as well go play in the mud down there. Try that mud out. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of facials up here with the with the uh, northern mud. I thought I'd try the old Taranaki mud. Yeah. <laughs> it's like gold, that stuff. I wonder if it tastes any different. Uh, well, I wonder why everyone looks so young and fresh in Taranaki. That's right. <laughs> Good mud. <laughs> it's the coast. Yeah. It's the coastal breeze, Sammy. You, you, you might come back with a facelift. Who knows? Um, what, what, what are you... Well, the I want to come back smelling. So, <laughs> <laughs> so crystallise. What you said just then—that it's that that mud—it's sticky and it's going to be a sticky track. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Like when you're when you're talking about riding on different versions of heavies and some horses outside, you never really know until a horse gets into a vo- variation of a heavy whether they can get through it. Kimpy, so you know, is in the ownership of Just Ask Me, and he's a true mutter. But what, when you get oh. on, when you get on one and you feel one that gets through it, what is that like? Oh, it's 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 really good feeling because it's, you're not sort of going up and down and having to carry them. Like you get something that goes through the mud, you can be on a heavy twenty track and it um and yeah and it doesn't even feel like it. You just skip through. It um definitely makes the job a lot easier. And this time of year and in these heavy tracks, that's pretty much what you need. You just need speed. Almost doesn't even matter if you've got a horse that can get through the mud. Uh, you're laughing. Um, that's why you see, I think, in the winter a lot of 
$25 shots and that getting up because it's not necessarily the fastest horse. It's, they've just got through the mud. I mean, it's like after we try and run through a bog, your, your legs just go down and it takes a bit to pull them out again. So, yeah, it can be hard work. Hey, you've got, you, you pointed out that um, uh, Graham Thomas has a couple of mudders that are down there. See you in a bit. One, it actually was going nice races and it broke through and it won its maiden at Waikato last start. Uh, do you suspect, you went on that day, I think it was Bridget Grills, but do you suspect mm. that you might be able to run a good race here, full 50 dollar ninety? Yeah, yeah, and I think I think both of Graham's are, you know, are really good chances. As I said, they they should handle the mud, and they will handle that sort of mud, I think. Um, they've had form on, on true mud tracks, <laughs> uh, and so um, I think they, yeah, they shouldn't have a problem. That was just, as I said, my only worry was crystallised whether... See, that's the thing, it's hard, because, yeah, you'll go, oh, it's one on a heavy track, but, yeah, there's different sorts of heavies, and so, and uh, it's sort of one on the uh, Waikato sort of heavies that haven't been really uh, deep. So it's, that's going to be my worry with uh, crystallised, but, yeah, no, Graham's too shouldn't, shouldn't have a problem on that behalf, that's for sure. All right, Sammy, before we let you go, um, who are you doing a bit of track work for at the moment? Because I see you've been, you pop up in the, the Cambridge stud colours here and there, and they've obviously got some beautifully bred ones. Is there anything that you've done a bit of work on heading into the spring that you're kind of going, ooh? Not really. Um, I sort of tend to just ride, like, you know, a lot of friends and people when they're stuck. And, and at the moment, it's sort of hard finding track work riders. Um, and so I've sort of people are really stuck or riders have been hurt or anything like that, I sort of go and fill in. But to be fair, a lot of horses I sort of ridden haven't necessarily come back and work. Um, I got really, really excited uh, with one of Gina Marnie's at Noble Wind that won the other day. When I rode it at the track, I was like, oh, hello. But then it's gone to Hong Kong. So I was like, oh, goodbye. Yeah, I, was on <laughs> but, that. Um, I was on that, Sam, that day. That was a <laughs> yeah. really good ride. Yeah, I was, yeah. When I, when I rode at work and I was like, oh, we got so excited. And um, But then, yeah, I soon got deflated, that's for sure. It's a little bit like the Warriors. You get excited and then you soon get deflated. But, um, yeah, it's, it's off to Hong Kong now. It's a shame, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, you had another group one there, eh? You know that. Hey, Sam, what, just just before you go, what other sports do you like watching? Um, oh, uh, just sort of really anything. I've only really follow things just like anyone else does, but follow a bit of rugby, the supercars, sort of follow them quite a bit. And, um, yeah, but most sports are sort of, um, yeah, just... Just like going really fast, eh? Way. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Anything to do with racing. But um, golf I find a little bit boring. I'm a huge golf fan. I've tried to watch golf before and it's not worked. I tell you what, though, if the Saudi Arabians wanted to back a rebel jockey league, you'd be taking the contracts. Uh, the, you'd, yeah. you'd be taking the big, the big LIV offer. Hey, Sam, great to catch up. All the best for crystallising your other rides in the weekend. Yeah, thank you. There you go. Sammy Spratt. Absolutely. She's a good sort. Ah, uh, just total character and um, genuinely world's most winning woman Group One jockey. She had a great association with Mufasa in particular, going back to the uh, late two thousands. Anyway, six away from eight. That's why I got a stud racing preview. Your texts are piling up, and I've got some heat on them. Savabil, watch out for him this breeding season again. No, no shocker. He is going to be oh lighting them up, especially when the young ones come back. There's some lovely juveniles that trailed up the other day. Back soon. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. 
SENZ. We're coming up to 8am. Hey, Kempi had some very interesting thoughts on his off-the-back fence today around the uh, cycling review and the actions that have t- come from it. Uh, off-the-back fences, of course, with Lifestyle Focus, new stronger, cheaper spray and go by Lifestyle Focus. Eliminate moss mould and lichen fast with the new powerful spray and go products, lifestylefocus.co.nz. And I'd encourage everybody to go listen to that on the podcast channels. Catch up with what Kempi had to say around the cycling reviews, powerful stuff. Uh, in particular, you've been hot today, double eight, double three, on where the All Blacks are at. Actually, less the All Blacks. I need to stop saying that. When New Zealand rugby's at, lots of people disappointed. A little bit of conjecture, though, about the Akira Yuani incident with Justin Marshall. Chris, I've got your message here. And then Matt, I've got yours. Quite polar opposites. Stay with me through the news, and I'll read them after this. Here's the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand. Going to go find myself a McCafe Coffee. Is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It's past 8 o'clock. It's a frisky Friday here on SENZ, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Izzy in the paddock, the waterlogged paddock, just having a breather. Louis and Kempe here through your morning. Hope you're doing well. Hey, look, I promised you some text messages um, that were con- had a bit of conjecture around the All Blacks. i got to stop saying that. New Zealand rugby situation. Although this one is All Blacks, Kempe. I'll read you this. Two issues with the Marshall and Yuani situation. First, I don't have a problem with them letting off steam at the conclusion of their test series. Second, we're only seeing a snippet of them arguing or whatever. Marshall would have been in their situation before. He was part of the 99 semi-final. How would he have reacted if some old boy was telling him about his pedigree after that loss, if that's what was happening? Well, Chris, I guess we don't know what was happening. Now, the flip side of that... As Matt has said, boys, I've been involved with teams and after a horrid loss, the coach has been very vocal and don't be seen fraternising, you haven't earned the right. Those All Blacks should have been at the team hotel, out of public view, instead of acting like winners. If Akira had 1% of Justin Marshall's respect for the black jersey, then he'd be a great player given the tools he has. Utterly disgraceful. And that's from Matt. Yeah, look, you don't know what the coach or the or the management said about that night. You know, maybe they weren't meant to go out. Like, you didn't see Bodie Barrett or, or Sam Whitelock out. Um, there's been no, you know, social media is such an easy way to keep in touch with people. Um, I, I, look, I tend to agree that after a loss like that, knowing that it's the nation that's riding your back, it probably would have been better to stay in. Um, and if you wanted to have a, a couple of quiets, to have them down in the conference room along with your family. So, yeah, it's a, a lesson that they should learn. They've got enough support around that team. Who was I listening to this week about? Oh, it was Grant Nisbet. Grant Nisbet said, you know, he was talking on one of the on on our one of our shows, and he he said, look, they've got a cast of thousands. I don't even know half of the jobs that these people do. Now they've got a, they have got a cast of thousands. The All Blacks. They've got people around looking after everybody for every little thing. 
yet you get that coming out on social media. That's the issue. It is, Kempi, and I, I don't know if it's up to the coach, to be honest. I think that there's a senior leadership gulf where they might be under pressure at the moment. That, that and divide, and, eh? And their, yeah, and their head might not be quite in the game. And where New Zealand rugby is at with their connection with the All Blacks throughout all of this, um, it's probably a, a bit of a question mark. Look, you can go vote in the Choices Forum poll right now in the SENZ app. Click on our stream, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, and have your choice. I'll let you know what I voted for. The question was, what's upset you the most? Is it the on-field loss, which can be you said because everything follows, and I hear you, the no press conference, the Akira Marshi situation, or the radio silence? For me, it's the radio silence. I just think that, and I know I know that if they're listening, they'll just say, oh, it's just because you're in the media and you feel entitled. I don't. I'm just a fan, and I just want to know what's happening, and, and that's personally where I'm at. But you go have your well, say. They, should, they shouldn't say that about, you know, like, it's it's how you con- it's your connection to the team, like the, con- you can't have the government, our our government, ex- um, exploring avenues of how they use the All Black brand around the world to promote New Zealand, and then say you know you're entitled. Well, no, I'm not entitled. I'm, they're our brand. It's brand New Zealand. We want to know what's going on. That's all we're looking for. Yeah. Now hear you loud and clear, Kimpy. Um, and uh, that's why I encourage people to go vote. Let us know exactly where you're at. All right, seven minutes past eight. I'll tell you where we're at. Let's catch up with a... Uh, oh, he's a Kiwi icon, really, out of the 90s and then into the 2000s. He was a hell of a big man. Anoki Afiaki is on the line. Uh, he's a new New Zealand citizen. Well, that sounds a bit silly. And he's actually running for Wellington City Council. And I've just been told he's on the line. The boy's out the back, Anoki, reckon that your neighbour's roof came off last night. Mate, neighbour's roof. I was actually the Victoria University hostel. It's, uh, I had to call triple one for the first time in my life and explain to them, hey, there's a, there's a roof coming off here. You want to pick it before it falls on someone. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the uh, fire brigade turned up. Uh, three of them got on their ape sailing gear and, um, and, and rescued the situation. Eh? I, felt, I felt like I saved the life. I was pretty, uh, pretty wrapped with that. No, but yeah, it, was, um, it was powerful stuff, and it's just... Um, being in Japan and being in cyclones and in, 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 in summer, uh, it's dangerous. You know, things fly and hit you, and and, and it's not going to end well. No, so, well, yeah, there was um. More, more no, Noki, you have that. You have enough of that trouble up in Tonga, don't you, with the cyclones that come through? So you know, I know, you know, I know. you know all about that, mate. Just moving through this identity stuff. Do you feel as though your identity has finally been recognised? Um, you know, with your with your it's heritage. A, yeah, it's a weird one because we're in a new area on the planet and it's it's a big mixing pot and things haven't settled and and i grew up here as a kid in a class that was like the united nations and we've, we've all gone on and done amazing things and we were all kiwis and you know we, we we turned up in primary school not being able to speak english uh not many of us um and and at the end of it all we saw ourselves through the lens that we were kiwis uh yes exterior you know with brown and and area of the colour, um, but we were, you know, we didn't have an identity crisis after going through that, that, you know, those many years of being mates. Um, but unfortunately, when you meet other people, even in New Zealand, that, that don't know you or sort of, you know, they, the, the immediate the immediate sort of um, what they see is what they think, and, and that still exists, which is sad. Uh, so, I, you know, when I put my application through the first time to be a New Zealand citizen because I couldn't get back in the country, and you know our deal, we, we get our work overseas and we find it hard to get work back in New Zealand. Uh, and when you, uh, when I finally decided, look, I, I should really get this sorted out uh, for future, 
Um, and I want to be I want to be back in New Zealand. Um, uh, fortunately, I fell on the uh, my plea fell on the on the wrong person. Uh, I had no time to to sort of look through who I was and what I did. Um, and that's uh, and I've got a bit of you know the guys that that have a bit of grit and and will keep asking and I keep asking questions. Will go through the rigmarole to get to the final to the end. But ninety ninety five percent of the people don't have the budget or money to 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 carry on that fight and carry on that persistence, which is so fundamentally, we got something wrong in, the, in that in that part of our immigration law. That that that's not actually law. You know, this is just the policies and regulations they put inside there. And this this one was put in there because of the 9/11 bombing of America, the Twin Towers. So you got to ask the question: If that was the reason why they put it in, what's the threat of me doing that in New Zealand? And the answer is zero. So that's the reason why he put this particular hurdle in. Can you please apply it in that fashion? Yeah. So that, you know, things like that, things like that really sort of hurt me because you know these box tickers don't don't know why they were ticking that box. Nah, the whole system's completely deprived of logic. And okay, look, I tell you what, I um, it's Louis here, man, and I resonated with your story when I read the article in the newsroom um, yesterday. My mum's married to a Samoan Lalani and. He struggled to get New Zealand citizenship for years because they could they keep getting the wrong person and just like little fickle details, you're not being able to prove this or that, the most minute, ridiculous details. And you're so right, you comment about it comes across the wrong person's desk on the wrong day and all your months of work of compiling this rigmarole of information, it's kind of like kicked back to, to phase one and it's um it's quite insulting and it's quite an emotional process for a lot of people. So... With that in mind, are you, um, are you like, is that a big part of where your community focuses it? Is that and trying to help yeah, other people? Yeah, exactly. So, being in sport and finishing being a pro player, I decided, look, go into coaching. And I found that coaching was just another situation. Was you know, I don't want to be coached because it was they're, they're getting it rough. So I thought, well, let's get, let's get into the administrative side and see if I can get into the governance side and create an environment there where where coaches are treated better. Because there was that one team down in the south that have got it. They they look after their their players and their coaches, and and there's there's a, there's a succession planning process in place. And Canterbury, and I don't like saying that, but they've they've got that. And they you've got to you've got to look after your people better. You've got to know them better. So despite all the the, the bureaucracy that's in there. Have a look why you got the bureaucracy there. Tweak it. Tweak it to make it fit your group. Uh, and I, I feel that things are tweaked, but just left to the side. And and the poor graduate that comes out of university that ends up working at, uh, in, in government really doesn't have a feel for it. So they're just ticking a box, and that's their job. And their boss will get angry if they don't tick the box. So uh, it's just that, you know, that if you're going to do something, really understand why you're doing it. And that's what I'll uh, writing policy to try and tweak things to make things work better for, for people that have to work in any, any environment, especially in sport. Um, I feel that that has given me some really good skills in governance, and I can I could take that across to to working in, in, in local council because we've got a bit of a dysfunctional council here in Wellington, and it's, it's a lot of people are disappointed. One change, um, being in the building industry for the last two years. Uh, I didn't realize how much of the building industry is controlled by by local government. So again, I thought, well, I could actually be, be a better place on on on, on local government. Um, so that's where I'm moving to now. 
Um, I'm actually right at a um, mates in construction. So, so Clay McFarlane has led this. How cool is that? Yeah, so I'm, in, cool. I'm here. I'm in here. Yeah, I'm in here now. Uh, and suicide's a big thing in the construction industry, and the, and, and the construction industry is so important for New Zealand. Uh, obviously, I've got questions for why government aren't doing enough to get more tradies or, or more apprentices in. Because there's a promise on the site that I'm at that of about 30 apprentices from government to be in there for Kanga or to build these uh, social housing in Wellington. And I've been there for a year, and I'm waiting, and there's nothing. And I'm thinking, come on, guys, you promised it. Where is it? Where's your mechanism to put apprentices on site to get this promise done to, to the, you know? And I'm, I'm a labor man. I mean, I, I love labor, but I'm not happy that they can't fulfill promises. So that's probably another reason why I, I, I can be in a position to try and facilitate what they promise, because I, I don't see enough people in that area, like coaches for players, that facilitate that dream that New Zealand want to be the best in the world. You know, you've got to look after your coaches. You've got to look after all the mechanisms that make great players. And every great player will tell you, mate, is my coach. So, yeah, nice. So that's, that's really, really nice, that um, that conversation. And good luck for you getting into local council um, in around these broken promises. And they are just promises. You know, one of them, you, you, you would have seen this week where they said, well, if you've got enough money and you're, and you're, and you're from overseas, well, you can just come and live here. Um, and so yeah. they're basing on immigration on how many how many dollars you got on your pocket to help our economy. So, mate, um, I really get that. But just moving back to the rugby side of things, how, what about um, Malachi Fikatoa and Charles Piertel from from your perspective? Are you really um, happy with how those two boys uh, and their dual heritage has played out over the over their careers? Yeah, I was over the moon. I was, um, I'm, I'm one of the directors on the the player welfare for the Pacific Boys up in, up in Europe, and and I was banging on that for the last I don't know ten years, because we are, uh, our heritage to us is like our DNA, and we you know we we grow up speaking Tongan. We, we we go to, we we go to church. Our parents speak Tongan. We are like per day. 90% Tongan, and when we leave our front door, you know, we, we, we enter another world, and that's like growing up. And then you're telling us that we can only be one type of person? Um, no, I, I think we should celebrate our diversity, because our diversity is what gives us the edge. Our diversity is what makes New Zealand famous. So why, why, or why can't we go and help our people, which include Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, or where, anywhere in the Pacific, and just call them brothers. Um, and you know, So whenever we're not supporting Tonga, we're supporting the All Blacks. Uh, unfortunately, I've got more cousins that play for Australia, which, you know, makes it really difficult. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that's, you know, but, but, that but tier, they're in our neighbourhood. tier two anyway. That tier two. <laughs> exactly. So, it's, um, yeah, I, I just think that... Uh, We've got to celebrate this diversity because it gives New Zealand the edge. Having more than one language spoken on the street is not a threat. It's showing how beautiful this country is. Um, and, and learning about our past wrongs or whoever did those wrongs is actually just a really good process of understanding how not to make mistakes in future. So, you know, the, whatever happened in the All Blacks last week, let's learn from that. Let's not hide from the fact that we made some big mistakes, address them, and do well next week. Simple. 
Rugby. Yeah, you're making too much sense, uh, Noki. Hey, before we let you go, look, you, you've played, if you look up your rap sheet, I mean, you've played, uh, obviously, in, in your hometown in Wally there. You went up to Japan. You played in Wales, France. When you when you got, went around the world on your travels, and that was very much in those late 2000s where the professional game was taking a leap up there, and then you look fast forward to 2022 and say the Northern Hemisphere teams, how sophisticated their rugby is and their style of rugby, just the development of footy as a global game, what have you observed throughout your career into now? Oh, the game has changed. It's, um, it's industrialised. It's pro. It's real pro. It's a factory. Now, uh, the, the the artisans of the artists of the sport that that did magical stuff, and you know the, the Wellington team do that. That's that's our trademark for the backs. They just do stuff out of the hat. So that's disappeared, and we're seeing a little bit by in, including uh, Moana Pacifica and Endure. Um, uh, so that's that's that magic is gone. Uh, we've industrialised it with, with mul- multiple, you know, um, process of getting the kids through academies. We've killed the spirit of the game. Um, my, my my solution to that is that, that yes, we have a pro side that goes out and makes money. Fair, great. Do bo- do what boxing does. You go do the pro stuff. We need a rugby that is community and amateur base that keeps the essence of what rugby was. And that's when rugby was at its height, when it was amateur, when you had guys enjoying mates, drinking beers. Going to going to tournaments and and enjoying each other's company and you know you can have a bit of a rough scrap on the field but at the end of the day you're shouting him a beer, so that's rugby at its best in my view. Uh, the industrialised rugby is a show, and New Zealand have a lot to learn from America on what a show is, um, and we st- you know so we're just uh, it's it, it's a to me it's a failed experiment pro rugby. It's 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 um they started off started off really well for the first decade, but they didn't they didn't do things that they needed to do to to make it a community based event. They failed, in my view. Uh, and then, so they've got a they've got to get a bunch of Americans to probably run that part. To be honest, because we don't know how to do it. Well, the World Cup the World Cup setting there, Kimpy. You got one last thing for Anoki? Uh, hey mate, how's the, how's all the fano mate? Kahu, uh, Tokyo. You, oh. you've, 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 mate, yeah. you've got a you've got yeah, a um, exactly. an opera singer in there too, mate. How's the brothers? Oh no, no, everyone is doing well. We're just um, you know we we arrived in this island in uh, Aotearoa, and we had a few big cousins on on, on the, the coolest guys with big astros and you know bell bottom <laughs> jeans. And you know they were they were cool, so we were lucky we fell in a bunch of cool guys, <laughs> and uh, and that's that's a that's a cool thing about sport and having good mates is that you 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 you're put into an inclusive bunch that that will show you around and get you involved, uh, and that's a, that's a New Zealand that I remember and I want is that no matter who turns up on our shores, even if they're rich bastards. You get them inclusive into the community. You take their money, and you put it in. Put you put it into sport. Yeah. So yeah, bring them, but give us your money, and you can be part of us. Uh, you've been electric, Anaki. Um, yeah, awesome to catch up with you this morning. And uh, awesome. I, don't, I don't even think I should say congratulations for your citizenship because it just is what it is, mate. But um, uh, great to have you on the program this morning. Loved your thoughts on sport and uh, culture and community, and hope you go well in these upcoming uh, local government elections. Oh, thank you. And just do whatever you can to boast about me. South, South Ward and Wellington, everyone in there, Knox is going to run for, for, for a spot. <laughs> I'm going against the Greens and Labour. 
Oh, well, you know, they've got a war chest of money to spend on their candidate. That's not fair. Yeah, but, that's right. You know, I'll, I'll, yeah, exactly. We'll carry on. Thanks, guys, for having me on this morning. Awesome. All good. Uh, <laughs> what a character, Ken oh, yeah, cool. what a legend. He's, he is. He's a legend. He played uh, nearly 40 times for the Hurricanes. He was one of the original guys who was given one of those big contracts when Super Rugby started. Huge lock. Six big foot man. six, big man, played for Tonga, Captain Tonga. Uh, he played for Grenoble, Scarlets, uh, Ryko. He's played around the world. And what about his thoughts on where New Zealand's at, a melting pot of culture? Unbelievable. Fascinating. Industri- Industrialised rugby as a show and a failed experiment of pro rugby. Give it to the Americans to run. It worked for the first decade, but then the spirit, the essence of rugby was ripped out and killed Grassroots. by it. Remember what Frank Bunt said midweek? Yeah. Yep. Community game has had the heart ripped out of it. Honestly, let's by the professionalisation of it. Here's here's the here's an old boy. Here's a a bloke right in the middle saying exactly the same thing. Twenty three minutes past eight. Anoki uh, Afiaki there. Um, wow, what an interesting character. Hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Twenty three minutes past eight here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Put Morris not far away. I was disappointed about the lack of innovation and tactics used in the July series. Kind of harsh. They get rid of the assistant coaches too. The head coach is meant to be able to bring out the best in each assistant coach. That's from Chase and Waoku coming on double eight, double three, Kimpy. Yeah, yeah, and and that's exactly right. You know, like you look up to your your head coach, and you get a lot of your learning from them. So, um, I'm picking Louis. I'm going to make a make a call here. I'm picking that this is last chance saloon for the for the group. When they travel, when they travel away, uh, if they don't come back with two wins, then they're gone. Yeah, well, a lot of people. Yeah, yep, fair enough. Twenty nine minutes past eight. Tab.co.nz. Pip Morris always has an opinion on uh, all things rugby and rugby league. Pip, do you, are you surprised that Ian Foster will probably take this this team to uh, South Africa? Good morning, guys. I am a little bit, yeah, I just think from the whole backlash of the whole country and I think, what, 80% of us would probably be siding with that. Maybe there needs to be a change. I think so, but maybe they know something we don't. Hey, Pip, did I see your kids on the top of a greyhound podium (laughs) midweek? You did, you did. (laughs) Yes, they've gone down to Nana and Grandad for the school holidays, so got on track and had three winners in a row. They must have the magic tra- touch. <laughs> oh, oh, they won't thanks, have a career thanks, in it. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, well, can you get your, tits, <laughs> your kids to come and tip for us then? Yeah, I might have to. You might take over me, I think. <laughs> what, do you have, what do you got? There'll be some promos this weekend, some bonus backs, I can only assume. Yeah, we certainly do. Of course, so round 19 of the NRL keeps on ticking on, so we can back into those same game multi three legs or more. If you miss by one leg, you can get a bonus bet up to $50 and the winning team in margin as well. You can back into your team. They win, but you get the incorrect margin. You can get a bonus back up to $50. And the bonus back blitz is back for the racing side of things as well, guys, on the four main meetings, including that nice one out of New Plymouth with the Okanaki Cup. Hey, Pip, you talked to uh, to us on, on the show um, about your willingness to do some commentary. So we've got you down as our go-to commentator if we're running short for the Rugby League um, and the Warriors. Are you okay with that? I certainly am. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> ah, settled. There you go. Pip, I can actually, I can imagine that. It's very knowledgeable in Rugby League is Pip Morris. TAB.co.nz. Download it's the, the Warriors though, Pip. Download the, yeah, your favourite, second favourite team. <laughs> <laughs> download the TAB app today. 29 away from 9. We've got the Friday tipple coming up, Kempi, so we better go crack a... Coffee, 
and uh, we've also got... Mate, we got the birthday shout this afternoon too up at the Kev, so... Hey, I've got the the Shake the Shake Chirac. Oh, you've got the Shake Chirac. Shake, Mate, sh- the shout. Wolfpack. The Shake Chirac You've got to shout. look forward to the Wolfpack. Hey, Alan. <laughs> Ooh. Sounds intimidating. Uh, we've got some texts we'll get to on double eight, double three after this. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> So what you want? I want bourbon. I want scotch. I want beer. Well, I ain't seen my baby since I don't know when. I've been drinking bourbon whiskey, scotch and gin. Gonna get high, man. I'm gonna get loose. Need me a triple shot of that juice. Gonna get you. Easy and Z26 away for nine. Hey, uh, for everybody like myself who's heading down to the Naki Taranaki today where is the water hot watering hole to get myself a cold beer and a feed tonight where's the best place to go for a, a pint and a meal double eight double three let's help out some uh, local Taranaki businesses eh send your plugs through let's get to them um Kempe, you've got plenty come on doc I know you're listening get on here and send send uh, Louis a voucher mate to visit your establishment crowded house <laughs> yeah Doc holidays yeah he's on the slopes mate Doc holiday <laughs> can't be listening <laughs> Jim and Tabuka says Kippy and Louis I wanted to say the behaviour of our whole ABs team squad management is like the performance on the field second rate and quite embarrassing there you oh, go Jim right for it just go right for the throat haven't minced your words uh, Ken is defending Akira Akira um, he wasn't fighting he was just standing there Marshall looked Yep, okay. Inebriated. Well, they probably both were. And they weren't fighting, but there was verbals back and forth. It was captured. That's the problem. It happened, which is the problem. Yeah. It's always going to be captured. I don't know about you, but I'm petrified. Mate, go. Yeah. Always. Joe, out there with us filming me everywhere. I know. And, and like, sending, like, picture likes at five o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm weary what I say to Joe. I always say he's recording. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I want your job, mate. See? It's terrifying. The rat. Uh, here's one. It's frustrating that the All Blacks call the New Zealand media entitled. That alone sums up the arrogance right now. We just lost at home, and they have the audacity to come out and say that. Who honestly think they are? This is behaviour getting in the trouble with Super Rugby. Uh, got us in trouble with Super Rugby. The arrogance might cost us Super Rugby competition, and then what do we do when Australia turns our back? We won't have enough broadcasting rights to pay the players enough. NZR have little perspective right now. Wow. And you know what? The, the P word, perspective, is a really good one, and I think it's hard sometimes when things start to go wrong. It happens to me. Things go wrong. You kind of lose that little bit of perspective, but... Uh, I, I think that we've got a good perspective from a rugby fan's point of view on this show, Kimpy. Well, you know, we've always spoken about that, Louis. I think you can't ignore some of the smart people that are out there and try and pull the wool over their eyes. We talked about that with the Warriors on a number of issues that they've had this year and coming out and saying one thing, which meant the, another thing and didn't actually tell you about anything, you know what I mean? So uh, the other way to not handle it is to have radio silence. Like, that is just, you're going to, it's just going to, it's like a snowball. Well, you hit the code word. Radio silence. The choice is flooring poll, and it's been a good one, if I don't say so myself. You've all had a vote in the SENZ app. The choice is flooring room view program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. What's disappointed you the most this week? The All Blacks loss, 27% of the vote. Cancelled ABS press conference, 8. Marshall and Akira, 0. Radio silence. 65%. We just want to know 
what is happening. That's right. Transparency and accessibility. Two words that we'd heard. I sent a message to you guys after the first game that we dominated the Irish. I said Sam Kane was average and Whitelock should be captain. The All Blacks do need a clean out and do need to be better, but we can't deny the fact that the Northern Hemisphere teams are not on the rise. They have risen to play competitive rugby, which in my opinion is a good thing from world, for world rugby. Chris from OT. Chris, completely agree, mate. I don't think anyone's saying that overall this isn't... Well, actually, there are issues with world rugby, but that's kind of a different... It's not an ambush. No. No way in the world that this is an ambush. We knew what was coming down here, and they delivered it. We just weren't good enough to, 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 to go out there and win it. Loved your engagement this week on Double Eight, Double Three. Appreciate everybody that's passionate about the All Blacks, and actually, you might want to stay listening because you're going to get a nod coming up in the Friday tipple. Friday, 22nd of July, SCNZ. One drinking enough jack you better make it three. Gonna get drunk, I'm gonna make it real clear. I want one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. All right, Kempi, Friday tipple is moments away, but it's 17 away from nine. I think I've got the text of the week. And I wanna I wanna I wanna crown it. I've got a text from Ian F. Ian F. The old rope dope strikes again. We're going to crush South Africa. Chief. Brilliant. Ch- cheers, Ian F. Um, if, Ian F., if you're a real person, you can have a bonus bet because uh, that's the text of the week, mate. I absolutely love it. And then some nominations on you, you rate these uh, Taranaki establishments for me, Kimpy. Head up Shining Peak Brewery in New Plymouth. Great 100%. beers and food. Yeah, nine. It's a nine out of ten. Okay, well, that's pretty good. So that could be, is it craft beer? Yep. Oh, that's it's a beautiful spot. Oh, that's right in my wheelhouse. Stop at the White Bay Inn at Mokau. Moko. 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 It's only if you drive down, but you're not. You can't jump out of your plane with a parachute and pick up some White Bay fritters. I'll try, Ronnie. I'll have a go. Uh, try the Waimati Tavern in Manaya. Yep. You need a car to get down the coast. You don't have that either. Okay, but apparently that's a good shout out. That's from Gary. Uh, cold beer, tap food, oh, tap on tap, great food. And uh, one more text here that I will leave for a little bit later because right now it's all about positivity. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tip. <laughs> We'll just say, uh, Kempi, and I know you'll echo this, a quarter of way from nine, uh, Izzy, we're thinking of you this morning, mate. Um, we know that this time of year particularly, it's uh, going to be a, a, a tough and emotional one for you, so thinking of all of the dag Fano, if there's anyone listening, um, thinking of you all a year since you lost uh, uh, your beautiful mum, and I know, Izzy, you're spending some time with the family this morning and holding your baby's close and daisy so uh thinking of you mate and i know kimpy we go that yeah awesome awesome louis nice call out to our mate um the dagger yep we're thinking about your brother and uh yeah you enjoy your weekend and you enjoy spending time with Fano, and we'll uh, catch up with you on monday 100 15 away from nine okay uh, for a second week in a row i've got to give it to ireland and i don't even mind doing this they were sensational and you know who was sensational Johnny Sexton. Rob Carney played 95 times for Ireland and he had a special shout out. I like the position of number 10 very much to a quarterback in, in American football. You know, you just see things a little bit quicker 
with the experience, your decision-making at the line, regardless if you've got two, three, four options, you take the right one, and and, and that's something that that I'm seeing really good from him at the moment. No, he was a freak. He pulled strings left, right, and uh, had it on an absolute platter for his outsides and his forwards. Well done, Johnny Sexton. Yeah, Johnny Sexton with a big S on his chest. He was Superman in that series, and on Tuesday we celebrated SCNZ's one-year anniversary and the best interview, I think, this year with Frank Bunce. He took some time to speak to us about the root cause of the All Blacks' struggles on the world stage. I was talking to Walter Little yesterday about it. He rang me up. He was moaning. Because yeah. he said, uh, we're, we're almost paying for, for what we've done to rugby as a whole, you know, from the club rugby, NPC. The heart's been ripped out of, like, a community game. Ouch. All for the top level. He thinks that we're paying, uh, paying a bit of a price for that now. Two smart centres played side by side talking about how to fix the game. Oh, that was... Um, well, when you think about what he's saying, pretty incredible. Um, speaking of incredible... Wow. Cam Smith, 30 on the back nine at the Open to win the 150th major. Um, oh, birdied the last. We watched it in here Monday morning. And Pinner, Sam Pinfold, his Kiwi caddy from Parapara Umu Golf Club down there on the Kapiti Coast... He said that they weren't worried for a second. He actually made a comment to me on about the 16th hole on Saturday, and he says, ah, we need to give these boys four shots head start anyway. Right? And I said, yeah, yeah, fair. So him and, that's, that, 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 that's him in a nutshell. Most guys would be down the dump singing they've lost the tournament, and, you know, it's, it's gone, and, you know, Rory and Victor are running off four in front. And he makes a comment like that, and, I mean, it's just it's pretty amazing. What an absolute unit. Like, mental toughness in bucket loads. That he and they had a mere on uh, sixteen, and he's come back and he's he's shot like that and putted like that the, on the final day at the hundred fiftieth Open. I mean, how much? How impressed were you with Cam Smith and, Pin, and Pinners? Oh, everyone shed a tear when they saw Pinners on telly um, just wiping away the tears. So well done, boys. Yep, the Anzacs got it done on the hundred fiftieth occasion. They're beautiful to watch, and we also caught up with old. Skip Baz McCullen yesterday to talk about Tabata. Nah, nah, we <laughs> talked about what makes a good leader and the best way to deal with criticism. He knows how to do that, unlike NZR. He was happy to respond and give an optimistic take on the All Black situation. To see how much it's hurt the New Zealand people with yeah. the performance of the All Black is actually a positive thing because it means that the people of New Zealand genuinely care about our number one product. Well, so true, Kimby. Mate, glass half full. He just came out and went bang. You should be happy that everyone's angry. It means that everyone loves you so much. Go and talk to them. It's not a lost cause. Go and talk to them. Izzy said it multiple times this week. We can win the World Cup. 100%. But we need, to, we, we need to be brave. We need to take risks. We need to fail fast. And these are all things that New Zealand rugby are wanting to do. Well, let's hear about it. And the, the tipple of the week, I think it's only fair that a couple of weeks ago... You gave the tipple of the week to the Warriors fans after the week that had. Well, I want to give the tipple to New Zealand rugby fans, and, and not even necessarily All Blacks fans, but people that play our national game in the community, volunteers in the clubs, those of you that really are married to the sport for the right reasons. And that is followed all the way through to supporting the All Blacks through thick and thin. We care. We want them to be better. And for you, hang in there. The light is coming at the end of the tunnel. It might not be for a while yet. I can't tell you where. I don't read. I don't read crystal balls, but they will be great again, and we'll get this. We'll get through this. And I think New Zealand rugby should be so proud to have supporters that we've heard like you throughout the week. So, 
tipple of the week. New Zealand rugby fans, keep you. Awesome. I realise you're sweet, Laurie. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a rugby fan. You're a rugby fan? I am. Oh, I've done it again, Joe. Back after this, SCNZ. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.